Please be seated. I want to welcome all of you, you who are here in person and you who are here virtually. So glad you are here today. For these are dark days. These are dark days. The CEO of Baptist Hospital wrote a beautiful letter yesterday that he put out on social media saying that the hospitals here in Jacksonville are full to the brim of COVID patients. 97% of those who are hospitalized are not vaccinated. 97%. Last year in 2020, 350,000 people died of COVID in this country. And 43,000 died of suicide. These are dark days. And there are not just the physical battles, but the mental battles and the spiritual battles. Like my friend, who is a widow, his wife died right before COVID, and he loves to have his glass of wine with dinner. But while he was alone and alone and alone, the glass of wine became one and two and three and four. And now he is a full-fledged alcoholic. Or my nephew, who is in college and had his first year in a dorm room alone, trying to take classes virtually, and felt so lonely, as he had never experienced before in his life. These are dark days. But there have been dark days before. After Jesus' resurrection and ascension, the early Christians had very dark days. Rumors spread that they were cannibals, that they ate flesh and drank blood. They were terrified. They hid in their homes. Paul wrote a letter to the church in Ephesus, but scholars believe that it was what they call a circular letter. It was meant not just for Ephesus, but to be passed to all these little churches that gathered in people's homes. And in the scripture today, we hear from this letter, and there are words of great encouragement for us and tools for dark days. Paul writes, We are not just in a physical battle, but we are battling the forces of darkness. We are battling rulers and powers and principalities. You see, most people, we watch the news and we think we're battling the coronavirus. We're battling our global presence in places like Afghanistan. We're battling wildfires in the West. 
We're battling natural disasters like that in, of the earthquake in Haiti. And we think about all of that, all those physical things that are in front of our eyes, but we neglect to acknowledge that beneath all of that, permeating it and influencing it, is a cosmic battle, a spiritual battle that is raging on in this world. A battle between the light and the darkness. Just to get here today, you probably had to fight some kind of voice that told you you were too tired, or it wasn't the right day, or why don't you just stay inside, or maybe it's too dangerous. And in order to get here today, you had to persevere. In order to turn on the computer screen, you had to fight whatever distractions you have, or feeling like it wasn't enough, or feeling lonely. These, each day, are cosmic battles, and we need to understand that we are fighting more than just what we can see, even under a microscope. But Paul gives us some tools. He says, first of all, put on the belt that is truth. Tell the truth. Rely on your faith community. Find people to pray with on Zoom or meet in their homes. Stay with your friends. Pick up the phone. Use the practices of the faith. Buy groceries for the hungry. Give to the needy. When you feel yourself wallowing in self-pity, it feels counterintuitive, but give. Find a way to volunteer. Listen to someone. Serve others. Put on the breastplate of your faith, the sword of righteousness, and remember who it is that you are fighting. Bring hope to the world because hope is what is needed in dark days. Make little gestures of love. Even the smallest kind can bring a world of difference. I found another great movie on Netflix. It's called The Railroad Man. I found it because it's starring Colin Firth and Nicole Kidman, two of my favorite actors. So it had me right at go. It's a true story about a man named Eric Lomax. He served in the British Army in World War II and became a prisoner of war. He was held in a Japanese camp where he was tortured. The kind of torture he endured was unimaginable to us today. Waterboarding where they almost drowned you, beatings, interrogation. His physical body suffered, but his mental and spiritual self also suffered greatly. And after the war, he recovered physically but he couldn't recover mentally or spiritually. 
The movie begins with him riding a train because he loved to ride trains, and he sits across from Nicole Kidman, this beautiful woman named Patty, and they fall in love. He goes back to the veterans club and tells his despairing comrades who are all battling these same horrible demons that he's fallen in love. And they're so happy for him, they all come to the wedding. And Eric is convinced that this love, this will save him. Maybe his demons will go away now. But on their honeymoon, Patty goes to take a shower and the sound of the water calls to him causes him to fall down on the floor in terror. The hallucinations return, the despair. He wants to die. Patty is overwhelmed, not understanding what's going on, and he won't tell her the truth about what happened to him. So she goes to his best friend, asking, please explain. Why? Why is he so tormented? Why is he battling this darkness that I don't understand? The friend tells her some of what he went through, but even he doesn't know the extent of it. Eric's friend brings him a newspaper clipping. It turns out that the chief tormentor at that camp a Japanese man is still alive and is running a war museum in, in Southeast Asia. He's still alive. So Eric's friend says, you must go and face this man. In order to conquer your demons, you must see him, speak to him. Eric says, I can't. There's no way I'm ever going to be able to battle this. I just have to endure it. Eric's friend is so saddened by his answer that he goes and he hangs himself from a bridge. When Eric learns of his friend's death, he decides he will go and face his tormentor. He finds this man running this rundown museum and for the first time, he tells the truth. What did you do to me? I cannot recover. He's not even sure if he's going to kill this guy. He's so angry. But he goes and faces him. The man wants to make excuses. He was young. He didn't know what he was doing. And Eric will not let him off the hook. The man finally begins to cry, and after a second visit, he begs Eric for his forgiveness. Eric returns home. Patty holds him, and she's crying, saying, I wasn't sure if you were going to do what your friend did, if I would lose you to despair. And he said, I couldn't do that to you. Your love gives me hope. Your love gives me hope. I have a friend who lives in a condominium complex. 
During COVID, everybody was so locked down that they all had their doors closed. A little old lady went to each door and left hanging on the doorknob a bag of Godiva chocolate. Her name was Ida, so they all started calling her Ida Godiva. And just that little bag of Godiva chocolate helped my friend get through her loneliness. Your love gives me hope, Eric said. You all know who wins this battle. You know deep in your hearts you've been baptized. It says in the Gospel of John, one of my favorite quotes that Jesus ever says is this, Take heart, I have overcome the world. Take heart, I have overcome the world. You know the end of the story. That's why we call it the good news, right? No matter how dark these days are, you Christians can bring hope to the world. I want you to think of how, in your own unique ways, you can do this. A few months ago, we painted on little rocks messages of hope and left them around the city. Maybe you're like Iva Godiva, or maybe you like to pick up the phone and call people who might be lonely. Maybe, like Malcolm, you enjoy bringing flowers that were on the altar to the people in the nursing home. Hope can take so many different expressions, but it is our sword and our shield. Wield it now. Christians, be bearers of the good news in this time. The world is dark and it needs your light. And don't forget, you also have the greatest resource and nourishment and protection in this bread of life here. Let it fill your hearts to overflowing today, whether you break it at home or here in the church. And go out into the world with that gospel news Battle that darkness with your light. Amen.